We're just a few days out from the draft, always an exciting time, and we're back to take one last look at who we'd love to see in brown and gold by the end of the night. Welcome to the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always is my esteemed co-host, G'day Tiz. G'day mate. This is where the next premiership side is built. This is, uh, this is the stuff kids dream of. The next campaign for that piece of silverware is underway. And it all starts this Wednesday night. We're recording this a couple of days out from the draft, and we thought we'd look at, you know, some predictions. Who would like to see uh, representing Hawthorne? Who we think might represent Hawthorne? We're just gonna uh, we're gonna run through it. I mean, the thing that's on everyone's lips is what the hell are we gonna do with pick four? We do have some options in front of us. Yeah, and the media is strongly pushing us towards Will Phillips. <laughs> that's right. Well. Hawthorne itself has demonstrated strong interest in Phillips. Uh, they've interviewed him on numerous occasions, and Phillips himself has expressed desire to play under Alistair Clarkson. He was very impressed. Yeah, they say he's got everything. He's an extractor, a contested ball, stoppage expert, leadership, you name it, he's got it. He's perhaps the best pure midfielder there is available. Um, I, I'm a little reluctant about him only because I, I don't know if he adds something radically different to the mix of our engine room at present that's the only thing that I'd be concerned about but I mean he's projected as top five for a reason he's meant to be a bloody good player so look Will Phillips um, has suddenly bolted into contention uh, in, in terms of how we'd spend pick four yeah and we're hearing that all the other picks are going to be key position players but if Denver Granger Barras is there, I want the club to look past him because I don't <laughs> rate key defenders in the first 10. I really don't. I, it, they take too long to get ready. And as, as I said before, you know, they're, they're available at other clubs that are down on their luck. Um, you just go and pick them up for your campaign. I know it's a bit hawkish, <laughs> but uh, that's what you can do. It's certainly what we've done in the past it does work for us. So, uh, look, I don't mind that philosophy at all, at all. But if Hawthorne did decide to go with the DGB, I mean, there's a great player in store there, a genuine gun key defender on offer, elite speed, agility, good contested game, and, and aerial dominance is the key. It's tipped at the moment that Sydney will pick him up. Um, if they don't, and then we don't take our chance. He'll almost certainly be snapped up shortly after. That's how highly he's rated. So, uh, look, it's a watch this space. I I don't think we're going to get access to him to begin with, to be honest. I think he'll be gone too. I just hope this next bloke is available. Mm. Elijah Hollands, uh, he's the bloke I want. Uh, I reckon he's probably the best midfielder in this draft. You know, and we're hearing things about his ACL, and he hasn't recovered too well. And I can't work out if that's Hawthorne trying to, you know, shield us, shield him from earlier bids. But oh, 
Jeezy looks good. Strong in the one-on-ones, dual-sided, just a tricky matchup for oppositions because he's strong overhead and he's equally damaging at ground level. So that makes him a good, versatile and damaging player. Uh, And as you say, how he bounces back from the knee injury is going to be of interest. Whether he gets to pick four, that's also of interest because Adelaide could possibly take him with pick one. Now this next bloke, you'd love to see him at the club. Tell us about Archie Perkins. Archie Perkins, still the most exciting player I've read about in all the research I've done. Explosive, damaging, genuine impact player with X-Factor. He's got plenty of upside. His attributes are just the kind of thing we could really use. And you can see it reflected in, in how people have rated him all of a sudden. I mean, he's bolted into in, inside the top 10. Uh, it just feels like he, he's already got a skill set that is super electrifying and exciting. And the ceiling is there as well. Uh, and God knows we need an injection of that kind of excitement that Archie Perkins can bring. I, I feel like we've sorely lacked that for a while now. Now, this is... So we've, we've dealt with our first pick, but our second pick is the one we're all concerned about. Uh, where does the Connor Downey bid come? That's right, yeah. We've got to look at contingency plans here in the in the case of Connor Downey suddenly being unavailable. So we've ju- sort of drummed up some alternatives that Hawthorne might want to consider, the first of which being Eddie Ford, uh, a medium forward, projected between 25 and 40. Now, he's got a similar build to Nat Fife. He models his game after Nat Fife, which is always a plus. Clang. <laughs> That's a big name drop. Is he anything like Nat Fife? Does he have the hair, or what are we talking about? <laughs> well, not, not so much in the hair, but the elite contested ball game, X-Factor, great goal sense. He's also a high flyer. When I was reading all this stuff, Tiz... Uh, it sounded like a certain hawk that had just retired. So if you're looking for a Paul Paulopolo type player, then uh, maybe Eddie Ford's your guy. Oh, not 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 Stratton, because he had a pretty good record when he did go forward. <laughs> well, I can't dispute that. Uh, anyway, that was a great goal, that. Anyway, the next bloke is very, very similar. Jake Bowie. Is it Bowie or Bowie? That's the son of former Saint Brett Bowie. <laughs> You should keep that in. I don't know if it's good enough to keep in. I'm sure the listeners will let us know. 175 centimetre ranger is your notes here, which I just love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've described him as a plucky pocket rocket with plenty of grunt in spite of his size. Yeah, just 175 centimetres. There's, there's nothing of him, but he's touted as one of the more skillful players in the draft crop this year. A small forward, outside mid, rated highly for disposal speed, agility and toughness. I mean, that's a that's a good skill set right there. They're, they're ticks in every box. And again, if you are looking for another Puopolo sort, he is on the table, could go anywhere between 15 and 35. So he's just a little bit earlier than Eddie Ford then, and he may not be around. But this is the this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Shannon Neal, a 202-centimetre ruck prospect. This is what our, our list is screaming out for, for the future. We need a couple more ruck stocks to build under what's, what we're still using McAvoy and Segler, but we need to be building and exposing them to the tutelage of the other guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think we do need to consider a long-term project, and Shannon Neal is among the best uh, ruck candidates in this crop, projected at about 40-plus in terms of where he's likely to be picked. That's within our range. I mean, we've got a few picks in the 40s, so that'll do us nicely. Uh, as you say, 202-centimetre ruck, 
uh, top rock craft, overhead marking, athleticism. He's got a good tank about him as well. He tested impressively at the National Combine in the WA, and he's got a high ceiling. So Shannon Neal seems uh, gettable, I reckon, with it, with our picks, with our hands. I reckon that's a good ruck selection. Uh, but I know, having spoken to you off-air, you like the next guy. If we're still staying on the subject of rucks, I think you like the look of uh, Henry Walsh. Yeah, Sam Walsh's brother. And, uh, you know, if you bring in Henry, perhaps Sam's looking for a get-out-of-the-blues soon enough, and you have them both in your lineup. So you're playing the long game. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to with Ruckman, don't you? <laughs> I suppose that's true, yeah. <laughs> but he's definitely a um, very highly motivated young man, and uh, if he's anything like his bro... He'll get the best out of himself. The, the kinds of things that captured my attention here with Walsh, uh, his aggression and his elite vertical leap, also touted as the, as the standout in terms of Tap Ruckman in Victoria. Uh, and according to Kevin Sheen, who scouted uh, Walsh's progress, he has the same competitive edge and desire to succeed as his brother. Uh, speed and endurance, you, you often encounter that as issues in Ruckman, and uh, you'd say Henry Walsh has the same difficulty, but does compensate with strong ground-level work and clearance work. So at least he's got something in his toolkit to compensate for that. Yeah, it, it sounds ideal to me. Um, a tap Ruckman and Hawthorne, give me more of that. Now we move on to a, a player who would give us some... Uh, Mid, more midfield strength. And we have a lot of midfield strength, so I'm wondering why you included Xavier Ma, spelt with a Z, mind you. Yeah, Xavier Ma. Uh, on the surface, if you just have a quick glance, you see inside mid and you think, uh, Hawthorne has really got enough of that um, to the point where we're offloading some of those stocks. Uh, but it's not so much just the inside mid game. It's the physical strength that comes with it. It's the explosive speed and the kick penetration. He's a meters gained type of inside mid, which would certainly be an asset to Hawthorne going forward. I think his superb acceleration away from the stoppages is really the thing that I looked at and went, yeah, that gets a tick from me. That sounds good. If you can get the ball, see ball, get ball, hand ball, and then receive the ball back, speed away and kick long to a contest, I would love to see that every week. You have a vivid imagination, Tiz, and it's to your credit. Well, you'd love to see that. I mean, which key forward wouldn't want that? Well, honestly, it felt like the very thing you just described. I, I felt like we saw it on repeat against us. Yeah. We got burned in those exact ways uh, seemingly every week, regardless of the quality of the opposition. So, look, our, our midfield needs a bit of a different dimension to it. Now, I know, Xavier, being an inside mid, you look at that and you're like, eh, I'm not sure that's the tonic. But he does have attributes that could assist in changing things up for us, and I like that. Now, we've got another outside mid slash small forward, but this guy could go anywhere in the draft. It, it, it's this kind of draft. He's somewhere between 10th and 30th. Uh, he could even fall further back. Bailey Laurie, he's um, one of those kids you just can't get much of a handle on. He's billed as a crafty midfielder forward who likes to take the game on with attacking creativity, and that is the point that I liked there. I think we do need, in general, across all lines, some creativity, and touted for his disposal and agility and endurance, those are amongst his strengths, and I don't mind that, but it's just whether he survives. As you say, you don't know where quite he's going to go, where he's going to land in the, in the draft order. But he sounds like a bloke who's just canny about his footy. Yeah. Anyway... um. If we're looking for 
what do you call him? Just a big fellow to bust through the packs. Nathan O'Driscoll. Big bustling Nathan O'Driscoll. Uh, a big bodied mid. Excellent endurance. A strong contested game. Work rate is one of his chief assets. Uh, the attacking dimension of his game still needs tweaking. I think that is the thing that turns me off a little bit. And, and probably the club. It's just his disposal efficiency that holds him back. But you can improve on that. Yeah, that would be my hope. Uh, it doesn't excite me quite as much as the other candidates we've read out. But uh, look, I, I thought I'd put him in the mix. Um, but those are some options. I mean, like like I said, you have to look at contingencies in case you can't get Connor Downey. So uh, I, I don't mind a few of those names. Um, there's a question, though, with what happens next with our 40s. Yeah, so if we've matched Connor Downey or um, we've already taken pick 24 and then we match Connor Downey with a couple of other picks, we're looking at getting someone in the 40s as well. That's an option for us. Yeah. So these are guys who should be hanging around in the 40s, uh, a little bit strung out, a little bit uh, getting a bit nervous, and uh, Hawthorne might yell their name out. The first one, Josh Eyre, uh, is a tall utility. He has experience playing both as a forward and as a defender, uh, most recently settled in attack. I think the thing about him is just his overall athleticism has been uh, highly rated. He's quick. His aerial game is really strong. He could be a great long-term investment. Now, here's where it gets a bit curly, Tiz, because he is, in fact, an Essendon Next Gen Academy prospect. Beautiful. (laughs) I thought you'd like that. But Hawthorne is reportedly interested regardless. Uh, According to Daniel Cherney, he he wrote recently that uh, the club has met with Ayers' family. So there is at least some modicum of interest. So don't be surprised if we place a sneaky bid. Oh, I'd love it. Just <laughs> just like I hope we have a bid on Rioli as well, just to keep Richmond honest. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind being aggressive with like that, placing bids here and there. But, you know, Josh Eyre, uh, tall utility. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. I think we could more use him in defence right now. But, uh, you know, he's got some developing to do. So we'll see if we pick him up and what we can do from there. Well, I mean, we're always in the market for a swingman, aren't we? Yep. The next bloke on the list is a bit like hen's teeth. The tall wingman. <laughs> it's a, a unique player, to say the least. Uh, Lachlan Carrigan, a tall wingman boasting elite speed and endurance. He's tipped to have huge upside. Now, in the past year, Tiz, he shot up by seven centimetres, put on five kegs. He turns 18 the day of the draft. See, this is the kind of thing I'd love. This sounds like a uh, a piece that... Clarkson would get the most out of. It's one of those matchups that he'd love to have in the Arsenal. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, the only thing to worry about is the fact that, obviously, uh, being as young as he is, he's still a bit green. I, I think you're picking uh, Carrigan on glimpses and potential rather than an incredible track record to date. Uh, I'm reading plenty about the preseason testing, not a whole heap on the on-field endeavours so far. But, um, yeah. He's got something, put it that way. I like the sound of a tall wingman. Yeah, well, I guess he'd probably still have to finish school, wouldn't he? Or would he have done that this year? Be interesting. But we've had people like um, Liam Shields come very young to the club and done beautifully. So not too concerned there. Um, You've got huge raps on this next bloke, uh, Fraser (laughs) Rosman. 
uh, he, he's an athlete, wonderful athlete. Yeah, kind of similar to Carrigan's situation in that the athletic data coming from Rosman is probably more encouraging than what's happened on field at present. But then that's been 2020. That's the story of this year. There's so little to go off, and so you sort of default to the testing. And uh, Rosman is reportedly a player of really impressive speed. He's got the endurance, the size. He has match-winning ability. The key words I was coming across, that you're talking dash, flair, and he's an excitement machine. 194 centimetre forward who can play on a wing, so much like Carrigan. And uh, I dare say it is that he seems like, on paper at least, a Connor Nash clone. Pretty good. Imagine two of them off the wing. It's your dream. (laughs) Is it Clarko's dream? (laughs) In theory, it sounds pretty good. I wouldn't mind recruiting Rosman. Again, we're looking at picks in our 40s here, so it seems like a good deal. 194 centimetres playing off the wing and both those guys sound like they're worth a 40 pick don't they because you could back them in to be really good players that's what's going to happen you're going to get players going well out the back because um uh, and they could be really really good we've all joined a team and seen someone who's fantastic at training and and just can't get it together on the ground and that is a huge danger for us uh, (laughs) when we come to selecting in this draft but um some of these guys are going to be very good. So Isaiah Winder, is it Winder or Winder? I'm going to go with Winder. Isaiah Winder, it just has a good ring to it. Uh, Much like Perkins, the kind of raps I have on Perkins, I see with Winder. We're talking explosive, dynamic, can be game-changing. They're the terms that caught my eye. I think the flip sides are kind of expected. Uh, The areas it needs to improve on, consistency and endurance the main issues he seems like a real impact player that that stars in bursts still there's a lot to like here he he did finish in the top five of every test he competed in uh he won the vertical jump test the 20 meter sprint he's got acumen as a small forward and he could be a handy mid in time yeah he sounds like a player that can run through a few positions which um which Clark will love and, of course, we get another Izzy back into the club, which is another tick. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's what we do. I mean, we lose a Mitchell, we lose a Lewis, so we bring in Mitch Lewis. And now we need to... We, we have a deficit of Izzy's, so we need to take Winder with a pick in the 40s, I think. Now, if all of them are gone, we've got some Hail Marys, and I love these. Liam Kohler. Yeah, we're talking real late picks here. The first cab off the rank is Liam Kohler. A key forward wing, tipped to go pretty late. Now... I'm aware that listeners might be hearing this and going, gee, mate, you've been a bit hot on the wings lately. Like, you've been obsessed. I think what it is, is when I was looking through the draft crop, I was really prioritizing speed and endurance. And I think Liam Collar has that. He's got excellent athleticism and versatility, footy craft, an area for improvement. But as we say, Tiz, these are Hail Mary picks this late. And Max Holmes, similarly raw to Liam Collar. But, you know, the, the potential for this kid is, is massive. The uh, son of gold medalist Lee Naylor, who got uh, four by 400 Commonwealth Games gold. So he's an athlete first, and then you're going to have to get the footy skills. Is that right? I think so, yeah. His best traits are rated in terms of him being an athlete. So uh, a quality outside player is is kind of his direction at the moment, and there would need to be development behind him. I'm thinking maybe a rookie prospect perhaps, but look, these are... Uh, it was in, It's incredibly tricky to pick what pick four is going to be. And oh, how that's... yeah. If we get one, if we get one, we'll be wrapped. Yeah, exactly right. So... 
that's just a, a small sample of the kinds of names we might be expect to be bandied around on draft night this Wednesday night. And we just decided we'd, we'd have a few predictions. Now, Tiz, your personal preference for pick four, I think that's worthwhile establishing. That's going to be the one that everyone's going to be talking about on the night. And, and I want to get an idea of who you'd like to see. Is it Hollands? It probably is Hollands, but I just want the best footballer there. You've got the whole draft to select from. Uh, as long as you avoid guys that are big and dominating because of their size in the underages, I just like the best pure footballer, please. For that reason, I think we might end up with Phillips. Uh, and I think that all I've heard the past few days is that we're, we've sounded out what he's capable of and what he could bring to the club and he's also shown interest in us. Not that that matters on the night, of course. You dra- you go where you're drafted. But I just think it's interesting how he's come into very um, significant calculations. So I think Phillips is a real chance. I think Hollands is a real chance. And then Perkins is my smoky. So I-, I can't settle on one particular one that I could safely predict, but you know where my heart is. <laughs> You know I want Archie Perkins. Yeah, you'd love Perkins, wouldn't you? That is that is the dream. What nu- have you worked out what number you'd give him yet, Nick? Or <laughs> not yet? No, I haven't gone that far. I can't build myself up that high. I, I might be disappointed by the end of the night, but look, we'll see. Uh, there's obviously still. I mean, if we've learned anything from last year, Tiz, there's still quite a bit to play out because Will Day rocketed into contention in terms of Hawthorne. Um, about a day out from the draft. It was uh, Cal Toomey who reported that, and he came from nowhere. And uh, then suddenly, lo and behold, we get Will Day on the list. Yeah, he was spot on too, wasn't he? Yep. He was the only one to call it as well, Cal Toomey. It was very late mail, and it was very accurate. So, look, we'll keep an eye on things, but these are our predictions. Um, Some of the players we think might get a nod. Uh, and represent the brown and gold. We certainly feel we'll end up with Downey, don't we? Yeah, um, I, I do have to issue a bit of a, an apology and retraction from my incredibly lacking mathematical skills that, <laughs> that came to light on our last pod. Uh, I was very inaccurate, hopelessly inaccurate with that, Tiz. So forget everything I said about Downey. The, the math was off. That can be discounted, can it, Nick? <laughs> discount being the key word. <laughs> I applied the discount, I'll have you know, but I went about some other stuff the wrong way. Just We don't need to get into it. All you need to know, and I think you put it nice and uh, you simplified it very well. If we want Downey, we can match a bid. At a 20% discount. And uh, so if we want him, we'll have him. Yeah. And that's the main point. I think the only thing that might prohibit that is if a bid came crazy early, like well inside the top 20. Yeah, and that the threat there apparently is GWS, but I don't see them having that crack at it. GWS, I think, holds uh, pick 20, which off the top of my head, here I go making these bold claims again, but I think we might be able to match that with... With 24? I'm not sure. Yeah, we can, but we'd we'd like to avoid it if we could. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's a bit of a watch this space thing. Um, reasonably confident, I suppose, that we end up with Connor Downey. But, you know, the, the point of this podcast was to maybe put some minds at ease. That Plenty of talent, and plenty of talent going to be probably left on the board and picked up in the pre-season or the mid-season drafts. So, yeah. 
it's an interesting time to be a youngster trying to get into AFL because there's so many eyes looking out for talent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, indeed. It's just an exciting time for fans as well. As you said at the top of this show, uh, you know, this is our tilt at our next premiership. It starts here. This is very exciting indeed. Uh, We'll seek to wrap up now. Rate and review us on podcast listeners. If you've loved this show, if you're a fan of the Hawk Talk podcast, just jump on there and let us know. And uh, Twitter at Hawk Talk pod, inching towards another big milestone. So if you jump on there and follow us, and yes, we will be covering the draft live. We'll be tweeting it as it's all going down. So we very much look forward to that. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk pod. That's where you can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram now too, which is a lot of fun. So just search for the Hawk Talk podcast on Instagram. And Patreon is the uh, the way to support the show. Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk pod. And a shout out to Milo, who has jumped on board as a subscriber. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the reactions to who we take at our first pick. Um well, it'll be interesting. I, I'm not sure too many people will be questioning the decision like last year. Who's this guy without any meat on his bones? <laughs> yeah, we need to put our hands up and say that it wasn't necessarily uh, the direction we thought Hawthorne were going to go in, but hasn't Will Day turned into such a revelation? He's, he's best 22 already. Uh, he looks elite, looks elite, and that's all you can hope for with your first pick. I mean, I'm going to be at the footy next year anyway, mate. I don't know about you. Like, I'm going to see as absolute... After 2020, I'm seeing as much as I can next year, if we can. If we can get to the G, I'll be there. And one of the things that is cause for excitement for me is Will Day. And I guess that's why I like the draft so much. This is uh, this is where it all begins for, for these youngsters. And uh, what they can bring to the club, it, it fills you with hope. And footy is about hope, mate. <laughs> is this when I bring up the, uh, the Hawk Talk pod golden brown rv that i was describing in the pub the other day we should get that together and just track them around australia next year not miss a game (laughs) yeah it's one big road trip (laughs) maybe if someone subscribes at the twenty thousand dollar tier on our patreon we'll be (laughs) anyway that'll do us for this uh this draft prediction edition of the hawk talk podcast we'll be back real soon to recap everything that goes down on draft night that's this Wednesday evening. Make sure you join us on Twitter, twitter.com slash We'll be covering it live. We'll catch you then. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.